Your adventure travel buds will come to life as we explore the Galapagos Islands, shop for Panama hats, embark on jungle adventures, stand astride the equator, and many other fascinating activities as you visit Ecuador. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Okay, great. <laughs> hey, well, welcome to the Travel Advice Show. Uh, thank you for listening all around the world, and you can listen to our shows at TravelAdviceShow.com and on iTunes on Travel Advice Show. And I'm Chris Newton, one of the co-hosts, and I'd like to introduce my other co-host, Jerry Fuller. Uh, how you doing, Jerry? Fantastic. Oh, great. I'm really excited today to have Martha Tavera from Marnella Tours with us to talk about Ecuador. It's yeah. a fabulous country, and welcome, Martha. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jerry and Chris. It's always uh, nice to be here with you guys, yeah. and uh, very excited about uh, Ecuador also because it's one of our uh, main destinations in Manila Tours, and always uh, we are always seeing something new coming up. So uh, we can start by telling you that Ecuador is right on the equator, is the only country that actually has the center of the world. This is one place, Quito, the capital of Ecuador, where you can actually stand in the middle of uh, each hemisphere at one time, one leg on one side and one leg on the other one. And we have uh, one of our main tours when you arrive to Quito is they take you to the center of the world and it's quite exciting you know because uh, we kind of take it for granted but they turn something very interesting here and for especially for kids and grown-ups to see how it works you actually see the water uh, going into uh, the faucet the wrong way around in other words if you depending on what side of the hemisphere you are it goes the other way around so it's something that we never notice when you're home because you're used to seeing it go a certain way until you go to the southern hemisphere and it goes the opposite way. So that's just a little trivia. Oh, nice. What happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, one of the wonderful things of Ecuador is the easy access that we have. Uh, we have flights from Miami and um, of L.A., San Francisco, New York, but it's a very short flight. And also, out of Miami, it averages around $600, which makes it also very affordable. When you get to Quito, you also have uh, some of the altitude, um, you know, uh, feelings, but not the same as when you go to as high as uh, Cusco in Peru. So it is... Um, you get over it very fast. You just feel the difference when you're walking, but that's about it. And nobody has ever complained about altitude illness in Quito. Quito is a very colonial type city. It's up in the Andes. 
And uh, although most people think of Ecuador as only Galapagos, you have to understand that Quito also has areas like uh, in about two hours road into Otavalo, where you're going to find the most incredible uh, weavings and leather goods and all kinds of uh, handmade stuff made by the Otavalo Indians. Uh, they, you might have seen them because they do come to the States. They're a very enterprising group of people, and they travel all over the world with their goods. And sometimes if you go to national fairs, in, especially we've even seen them here in Raleigh, uh, you see them all dressed in white with their white shawls, carrying all their weavings that they, they have there, which are beautiful and tapestries also. Uh, when we do the um, the Quito program, we normally ask people to stay a couple of days in Quito. This way, we take them one day to do the colonial area, which is beautiful, downtown Quito. And you can go around in a horse-driven carriage and then uh, go to the museum of the center of the world, which is an open museum as I was telling you before, so that you can enjoy uh, seeing the differences of both hemispheres. The following day, we take a full day to Otavalo, going through all the countryside. On the way there, we stop in areas like Calderon, where they make the most beautiful miniature figurines made of bread. Oh. And they, they make, they're so artistic. Uh, from the very tiny to, to big, but what they're mostly known for is for the tiny little nativities. And these figurines were made originally to take to cemeteries and give them as gifts to their uh, dead, but now they sell them and um, you stop there and you watch how they're doing it. I mean, it costs 50 cents, a dollar, a dollar fifty, you feel like you're stealing money from them because there's so much work that goes into it that it's just worthwhile watching them make it for a couple of hours. And then we stop at various other villages on the way there where they had the handmade cheese, special breads, and so you eat all your way through until you get to Otavalo, which is an open flea market, enormous, where you can spend hours just going from one store to the other looking at all the handmade goods and each one is more beautiful than the other it's an explosion of color because you want to take everything and besides it's very affordable so this is a tour that we highly recommend for everybody that goes to quito of course also quito is the uh, hub to be able to go to galapagos uh, Galapagos Islands are approximately two to three hours from the mainland, depending whether you're going to fly from Guayaquil or from Quito. There are no international flights into Galapagos, so you do have to go to Quito, and you also have to, in most cases, overnight in Quito, except if you take a flight that arrives into Quito or Guayaquil very early in the morning, and you can connect to Galapagos. Uh, immediately. 
otherwise you you always have to spend the night there. Now, when we talk about Galapagos, it's a very unique situation. You have any amount of cruises that are available to you. We deal with about three different companies which give us the option of about 10 different cruises. Um, these, I would say, are with um, between the yachts and the large ships. When we are talking large ships, we talk about a maximum of 90 passengers. By law, they're not allowed to take more than that. And the cruises are very restricted also because they're trying to keep the ecology um, you know, intact. But nevertheless, we still do have, um, for my estimation, too many cruises going there now. Um, I like the small, the smaller ships because they're more intimate. You make friends on board. Uh, by the second day, it's like a big family just going from island to island. You can uh, choose between going from three nights, four nights, or seven nights. The um, the one that uh, we sell the most is the four-night cruises, which is four nights, five days, which for me is the perfect amount of time. Again, you have to think that we need to do this in advance, mostly because they are you know, the, the, during the high season, it's very difficult to get the space, especially on the on the smaller yachts, which are more popular today than the larger ships. Uh, the best time, the peak season, to go to Galapagos is between June and September, or mid-December to mid-January, obviously because of the holidays. But we have noticed that... Uh, these cruises are popular all year round. They are in the equator, so the weather is normally um, like springtime. And uh, the, the December to May, the water and the air temperatures are warmer. So and also the sea is, is calmer. So people tend to go more during that time. Then come July is are the holidays. So, of course, those ships are full. So you have to really think about it in enough time to give yourself the option of being able to take the ship that you want. Otherwise, you kind of have to take what is available, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, remember also that uh, from June to November, you have a humble current coming. So this affects Galapagos. And it brings colder water and cooler land temperatures. This may also cause to vary the type of animals that you are going to see in these islands. The wonderful thing about Galapagos is that it's the only place in the world that you can actually walk right up to any of the uh, resident animals and they don't even bother with you. They look at you like saying, so what do you want? You know, I live here. (laughs) What are you up to? (laughs) I know. You see these humongous iguanas 
just lying there basking in the sun and you are you kind of have to move, walk around them because they're not going to move uh, which is fascinating because normally all these uh, animals in the wild are scared of people but as they've never been harmed they are very protected it doesn't matter whether it's a blue booby or the or a seal or the penguins it doesn't matter who they are they are there right next to you and they don't worry about a thing and you see as many animals on land as you also see them when you go scuba diving or snorkeling uh, because underwater there's any uh, it's exactly the same situation it's fantastic the richness of of the animal kingdom is great but of course galapagos is known for its turtles, the giant Galapagos turtles. Um, we can sometimes see them in the wild, depending where the ships are going to stop. If not, they are going to be in the research center where you can see them. Actually, we lost uh, one of them, which was about 400 years old, not too long ago, a couple of years ago, he, he died. But we, that's how old these turtles are. They are humongous. So, yes, this is a destination that you would like to take your children. Uh, it's an incredible education. And, of course, grown-ups enjoy it thoroughly. The ships uh, like have anywhere, as I said, from 16 people on a ship like the Petrel, the Ocean Spray, the Comran, Corales, Eclipse, these are all small yachts. The largest is the Eclipse, which is 48 passengers, otherwise it's 16 passengers. Then you go to the middle ones, which are La Pinta, Isabela. These are 40 to 48 passengers. And then you have the Santa Cruz and the Legend and Silver Seas, which are 90 passengers. So you have a choice. If you don't like small boats, you have a choice of the larger ones. The difference is the fact that the smaller yachts are more intimate, and we have them in all levels. The average coral, which is uh, some, it's very affordable, very nice, but um, they're not over the top. And then you have something like the Eclipse or Petrel, which are deluxe um, uh, yachts. And many families like to charter these boats because it makes it very convenient. They're on their own schedule, although you do not have a choice of what islands you want to visit. All the ships are given, by, depending on the day that they're leaving, uh, the departure, these are the islands you're going to uh, see, either the north or the south. So. If you are very knowledgeable of Galapagos and there's something special you want to see, you should ask what islands we're going to touch. That way you know you're going to see exactly what you want. Otherwise, it's better to choose another another cruise. The other uh, novelty, shall I say, because it's not a novelty anymore, is that we have also a lot, uh, quite a few hotels in the islands. 
uh, especially in Isabela and Santa Cruz and Baltra, which would be the only ones that they allow any construction. And we have um, lodges going all the way from three stars to five stars. The lodges are great for those people that do not enjoy being on board a cruise. The upside is that, of course, you have the option of being at the beach, or if you want to go snorkeling or scuba diving, you can arrange it uh, in town without any problem. The disadvantage is that you want to visit these islands, and then you have to take a boat, a speedboat, to go to the different islands. And it takes about two hours to get there, plus the time you spend in this island, and then two hours to come back. So a lot of people complain that it took them half, half the tour was just getting there and coming back. What they spent at the island was not as much as they would have liked it. But unfortunately, that's the only way you can see them, except if you go, of course, on a cruise. And again, it's also weather permitting, because if the weather is bad and the ocean is rough for whatever reason, then the tour is canceled because they won't risk taking you then. <clears throat> we have uh, hotels in different islands, and the example of uh, some is Finch Bay, the Echo Hotel, which is, uh, these are all four or five-star properties. Uh, the Red Mangrove is another one in Isabela. It only has 10 rooms, but all oceanfront, which is very nice. You have the Star property, which is called Picaia. Picaia is relatively new. It opened last year, but it's in the Santa Cruz Island, and it's a six, it's a five-star property, expensive, but the advantage is that they have their own yacht. So they take their guests to the different islands on the yacht where they will have their own cabin. They leave around 7 in the morning. They have their own cabin assigned. And they can they will go snorkeling and taken to the to the different islands uh, to one island anyway in the afternoon. Then they come back. They have showers. They have uh, you know lunch and dinner on board. And right when the sun is setting, they start they start coming back to the hotel. So that makes a big difference. You're not going on a speedboat. You're going in a yacht. In style. So you pay for that. Yeah, (laughs) that sounds great. And this is all included in the packages that Picaia Lodge will offer. Wow. Top of the line. That's, you know, you're you're talking deluxe all the way. So you cannot go wrong with that. It is not for everybody, obviously, but there is a lot of clientele that are looking for that type of thing. They want to be, they want to go to Galapagos, but they want the luxury uh, while they're there. And this is the one that you can offer that you know for a fact that you're not going to have a problem. Um, Then after you, uh, Galapagos, of course, um, when we come back to the mainland, 
you have other options. And one of them is going to the lodges that we have in the rainforest. Um, I'm going to touch maybe three of them, which are the high-end lodges that we have. We have everything, of course, but these are the most popular, which is Maspi Lodge. And Mashpi Lodge is on the on the rainforest. It's a five star. It only has 22 rooms, of which three are suites and 19 are between doubles and twins. And these are uh, this is a lodge the same as the Sasha Lodge and the Casa El Suizo, which all average about 26 uh, rooms. The Casa Suizo has 75. But these are places where you can take the kids. Mashpee is probably more for bird watching, but nevertheless, you also have nature walks and canopy walks. Sasha is probably, and the Castel Suizo are more, um, you, I think they have more things for kids that would enjoy, like zip lining and and, all, and canoeing and all this, which is a great experience for the family because it's for all ages and all outdoors. You see a tremendous amount of uh, animal kingdom and flora and fauna, and I think that it is definitely worth it. You have packages, again, from three, four, seven nights, depending on what you want to do. And uh, it is a beautiful way to combine Ecuador doing a three-night cruise or four-night cruise, a couple of days in Quito, so you can see uh, Otavalo in the center of the world, and then doing a three-night in one of these lodges. So now you have a complete picture of what the country is like if you don't have more than that time. The three lodges are excellent. You can't go wrong with any of them. They all have the modern facilities, but in the middle of the rainforest. Again, when you are in Quito, obviously, uh, if you have the time, you can also go to Cuenca. You might have heard of Cuenca. It is a historical center. It is not that far away from Quito. You can fly there if you want to for less than an hour. But the fun way of getting to Cuenca is uh, taking the train. Uh, they give you a transfer to a hacienda, which is about two hours or three hours away from Quito. You spend the night there, and then the following day, you take the train down Devil's Nose. This is a train that zigzags all the way down this mountain. It's quite impressive. You oh, think you're going to fall over, but yeah. it's a lot of fun. They used to allow you to sit on the roof of the train mm. until about two years ago. Actually, I did it that way. Uh, now I look back and I said, that was crazy of me. But anyway. <laughs> I did do it with all the other crazy tourists sitting there <laughs> holding for your life and this train is going zigzagging right back and forth down this mountain. And then uh, when you get to the bottom, they pick you up and you uh, 
you see, um, they take you to visit a very small archaeology center in Capirca, and from there you go to Cuenca. You can no longer sit on the roof of the of the train. Somebody had an accident, and that finished that. But it's still very exciting and worthwhile doing. Uh, Cuenca is uh, an UNESCO historical center, and it is a colonial city. So you have to do a walking tour there. Uh, two or three hours walking through the streets of this colonial city, which is absolutely beautiful. It is a photographer's paradise. And very close to Cuenca, you, you, you have a lot of small little uh, towns, and each one specializes in something different. Uh, you have um, very close to there a, a little town called Shordalek, and this is where you find all the gold jewelry. And you walk around, it's just one cent. In other words, it's, it's, uh, you have the center court and all the stores are all around, one next to the other. It's all gold. That's it. That's all you find. You go from one to the other shopping for gold. Very inexpensive, beautiful jewelry. So it's something worthwhile doing. And of course, let's not forget that, and this a lot of people don't know about it, but many do, Panama hats do not come from Panama. The Panama hats are made in Ecuador, and they are made of palm fiber. These hats are very expensive. Um, what they, the factories, which is one of the main factories where actually Jacqueline Kennedy had some hats made there, and they have them in display. You want to see them, which go for about three, four thousand dollars. And uh, the Indians make all the um, labor of the hat, and then they bring them over to the factory, and that's where they shape them into very modern type, uh, uh, high couture hats, and pocketbooks also. They make all kinds of different things, but mostly hats. And for men also, which of course all of you know, you have to have a Panama hat. So. This is a place to go and buy them at a very discounted amount. Figure that if you want a good quality Panama hat, it's not going to cost you less than four or five hundred dollars. But you can still find them also, you know, the fake ones that are much less expensive. Um, then, of course, uh, don't forget that Ecuador has one of the largest collection of birds. So bird watching for Ecuador is very, very important. And many of these lodges that I've mentioned do cater to bird watchers. And also, of course, mountain climbing. The Chimborazo is something that I'm sure Jerry has already gone up that mountain three times. And I'm not going to talk about only one. <laughs> Only one. Okay. That was enough. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, these, uh, all these adventure travel uh, people in love going to Ecuador because of this, because it's not as known. I'm not going to say popular, because probably it is among mountain climbers, but 
uh, it's not as known as other, you know, Inca trails in Peru and things of this nature. But uh, definitely it is a destination for, for mountain climbing and adventure travel. And then, last but not least, the one great thing about Ecuador is that you deal in U.S. dollars. So you don't have a problem with the exchange, and you don't need a visa to enter the country. So all you need is a valid passport. And, of course, all of our services and everything in that area, they all speak fluent English, so you really don't have that much of a problem with the language. Because because of Galapagos, basically, I mean, the, we have very well-trained guides in that area. And um, it's definitely a country that either on its own is a wonderful destination for a 10-day package or even a one-week package. And if you do have the time, it's a perfect combination with Peru. It's a natural and we have all the flights that combine, and you can do the Galapagos and Machu Picchu all in one, in one program, which is taking care of two of the most important things that you have in your bucket list. So I hope that that will give you um, an overview of the country and the importance of different uh, things that we have to offer. Yeah. And again, remind you that everything is customized. So if there's something that you like or don't like, you can take it out, add it, and all kinds of special interest programs will go with it. Um, I haven't touched Guayaquil, uh, and I apologize for this, because it's not uh, that popular. It is on the ocean side. Uh, and, of course, you do have... A beach like Salinas, which some people will will uh, ask for, but remember that these beaches on the Pacific Ocean are not the typical Caribbean destinations that we know here in the States. So it's not something that are, is that popular, and it's not something that we actually offer, except if somebody wants it, we have it to offer. And there's also a little mini Galapagos there also that uh, some people ask for when they don't have the budget to go all the way to the islands or the, or the, uh, you know, the time to do it. So, yes, Guayaquil uh, is also in the itinerary, but most important, of course, is the highlands of Ecuador. That's great, Martha. Wow, that's excellent. Well, thank you very much, Martha. This is fabulous to get well, the information. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. I hope we have covered as much as uh, we can. Yeah. But again, don't forget that anything you want, so if you want to uh, inquire more about it, you can always call us. And our 800 number is available to you from 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. And we are in the East Coast. It's 866-993-0033. And uh, if you need to contact me, just email me at martha at magnelatours.com. Excellent. And don't forget to check our webpage 
at MarnellaTourist.com, and you can get a lot of information there of other areas that we do. Yeah. All right. Well, well thank you, Martha. That was a great. Yeah, it's, it's, Ecuador sounds pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope totally I agree. hear from. I hope to hear from every one of you. Thank you for listening to our show from all around the world. We really appreciate that. And we'd like to uh, give a shout-out. Thank you to Stephen Pratt for helping compose the music, the wonderful intro and the ending of the show. And I'd also like to uh, say thank you to James Steed uh, for helping with the website and audio information. And also Nate Scholes um, about uh, getting us on the right track and helping us on the podcast on Travel Advice Show. Um, So thank you so much, and uh, enjoy all your travels around the world.